This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be Thank you so much. Thrilled to be here, DC area, excited. Want to talk about a bunch of things today, but I really want to focus on the mentality and then the execution. The biggest thing that I've realized over the last decade is that people break into two different camps. They either get really mindset-oriented, motivation-oriented, education-oriented, come to conferences like this, consume a ton of content, get really up here, and then the breakdown to why it hasn't happened comes in the actual execution. Then there's people who are doing and executing and making and producing content, starting a business, executing, 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 but their mindset is broken or More importantly, when I think about it, one of the biggest things that I think is not clicking is they really don't have it figured out from a finish line standpoint. I was saying in an earlier session I just had that one of the biggest things that I find fascinating is that if I was analyzing myself, Andy K, get up here, right here, I got you, I see you. Andy's live streaming and he's struggling. Let's give it up for Andy K. Right here's good, Ann. You get nice and close. Good job, man. Fuck, I lost my thought, Andy. I got it, I got it. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It, it's, it's really interesting. I was saying in a session right before that if I was analyzing what I've done in business for the last decade, I would actually have a lot of issues with it if I read it on paper and didn't know who I was, lacking the context. What was I trying to achieve? Over the last decade, I've left an enormous amount of economics on the table, done business deals that I think a lot of people in this room would deem as not a good deal, not the right move. If you didn't know that I was trying to buy the New York Jets, they would seem stupid. If you did, they would make a ton of sense. I think one of the things that people have to ask themselves here, both on a personal level as a human, and then on a professional level of what are you trying to achieve is do you actually even understand what your finish line looks like? So many people are caught up. So many people here are unhappy because they're just living to pay for the box and the container they've made for themselves by buying that house or that car or that thing. Just literally stuck because they've put themselves in that position oftentimes to keep up with the Joneses often because they just don't know. Real quick, I'll get right back to my keynote, but I have to make a reference here real quick. You guys cuddling under that blanket is the greatest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. It's not that fucking cold. You guys are fucking soft. (laughs) I mean, if you think it's cold in here, you've got no chance of winning out there. Get your fucking game up. Guys, I was born in fucking Russia. It's not that fucking cold down there. Get out of here, that American shit. All right, listen. Listen. (laughs) I love it. Guys, listen. I think what 
I love about this is the interaction we're doing right now. This is the best, I love the stage. What I hate about it is I don't have context on you one by one, right? What I, what I love about meeting with somebody individually or knowing Andy who works with me is by having the context, I can actually get to those subtle little pieces. When on stage, I've gotta keep it macro. I try to go micro, but I know that everybody here has different shit. Here's what I can tell you a couple things that really make sense to me in a macro talk. Something that I know is fundamentally universal for everybody there, 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 anybody in this room. One thing that I know is fundamentally universal is that nobody is gonna cry for you. They have their own tears. One thing, one thing I'm positive about is how ROI negative complaining is and how much I'm trying to suffocate the practice of it. I really have been fascinated by people that have changed their mindset into understanding that everything that is not going well right now is their fault. It has been remarkably important to me in understanding that everything that I'm not happy about has, is on me. It's, it's a remarkably interesting brain twist. The amount of energy spent on things that you can't control versus being accountable to what you can control has been a huge separator for me in the last four or five years as I've dug deep. And so, of course there are things that have happened to you that you can't control, but if you were able to, leave, if I was able to have a couple things happen out of this talk this morning, one is just self-awareness. Just like, do you actually know who you are? So many people wishing there's something instead of understanding what they are. Number two is accountability. No question, the quickest way to happiness is accountability. When people start looking for somebody else to be at fault, whether it's the government or their aunt or, some, or their fucking boss, they always lose. The energy really matters and so I've been thinking a lot about mindset. I've also been thinking about passion a lot more recently, even though the first book I wrote was a lot about your hobby or your niche is your power, ironically, I've come back to it. I've given a lot of thought to what makes you tick and how realistic is the long tail of the internet to get there. I am stunned by how many people here don't realize that the quickest path to happiness or more economics in business, given the context of this talk, happens to be in the thing that they love the most, yet they're not willing to eat shit for the next three to five years to get there. Let me explain. It blows me away that if you're ridiculously passionate about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, now stick with me, I know this is going fucking weird, that starting your Instagram account, your podcast, and your YouTube channel about Leonardo and Michelangelo, and putting out that content for a three year period in the long tail of the internet, in the way that niche marketing works, if you focus on that 7 p.m. to two in the morning around that world, that literally within three to four years, the practicality, if you're consistent, to making between 50 and $100,000 a year in affiliate eBay links and sponsorship around being the foremost expert of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, is a very fascinating thing. Now that may be a very rogue example for a lot of people in this room, but I'm desperate for you to understand that if your passion and knowledge is around 
eating and living vegan, if it's around sneaker culture, if it's around fashion or peanut butter or whatever it may be, you need to leave this conference and debate one thing. The most fascinating time of day for me right now in the world is 7 p.m. to two in the morning. You would not be at this conference if you were 100% there. You would not be here if you were 100% there. That's just facts. So now I'm curious about how many people don't see the world that I see. It was funny, Andy and I on the way here saw a video that I'm gonna post, you'll see on my social very soon, that we dug up from 2011 where I basically tell everybody to invest in Amazon, right? I go, everybody's talking about Facebook and Google and Apple, but weirdly I think Amazon. 2011, people didn't realize how big Amazon was. And it, it's interesting, when I look back at that, I'm like, fuck, I said that seven years ago, what did I see? It's the same feeling I have right in here. When I look in the face, you know, what's so great is I can see your face right now and just realizing how many people are chasing money. You know, you know how many people here and across this country right now rushed to buy cryptocurrency? <laughs> because that's where the gold rush was. I'm just fascinated by people's passion for the quick fix versus the marathon. I'm fascinated by people willing to put shit in their body to lose 15 pounds, that's some private label horseshit from China, versus fucking eating right and exercising. Let me, let me promise you something good, and that's how I wanna say it. Everything special is fucking hard. That's very true, right? It is true. I don't understand, you know what I find funny? That this collective room, and when I say this room, I mean this whole fucking country doesn't realize the following data point, which is that if you make $440,000 a year in income, you are in the 1%. That in America, one of the richest countries in the world, the top 1% starts at 440,000 a year. A Lot of money. However, everybody's walking around right now talking like if they're, if they're not making a million, that's just like the entry point to making it. We are completely missing perspective of what's going on out there. We're missing perspective. People are fundamentally confused of how hard it is to be at that place. And by the way, let's talk about real privilege. Forget about money. How about this? When are we gonna start talking about the mindset and the happiness of it all? So for me, what the internet represents, the reason I get passionate, somebody sent a great tweet today about my, uh, being in line at this conference and they're saying, they, were, they said the people in front of them were talking about me and the one person said, he's good at Facebook. And the other person said, oh shit, I thought he was in real estate. <laughs> and I was laughing, I was laughing because what's really interesting is I'm an entrepreneur in a time where entrepreneurship got cool. How many people over 35? Raise your hand. All right, so all these old fuckers, for all the kids in here, they all know a world where entrepreneurship wasn't cool. Just for all the kids, how many people under 30? Raise your hands. By the way, I fucking love people under 30 so much. Can, can, 
Can we please use this conference to stop the hating on millennials, please? Seriously. I love how my friends and older act like we didn't have lazy fuckers in our generation either. Honestly, I'm, I genuinely believe the millennial generation, and I watch very carefully, is literally the most unstoppable except for one thing. The biggest, under 30, raise your hands. Honestly, you've got this. The only thing you have to promise me is you have to understand one thing about business and life that you have a disadvantage of. You haven't been punched in the face yet. It's true. The only thing that is your, your vulnerability isn't the entitlement and all the other shit that everybody else says. We've had plenty entitlement in fucking America for a long time. Your biggest problem is you haven't been punched in the fucking face yet. Since you've been grown and in the game, the economy has been phenomenal. Over 40, raise your hands. Us fuckers been punched a couple of times. We were you in 2007 when we thought we were fucking fresh until the economy got its fucking ass kicked. The only vulnerability you have is you think putting entrepreneur in your profile means you're an entrepreneur. So a couple things. Number one, if you're not winning right now during nine years, and don't get it twisted, it's been nine years of economic growth Nine years of economic growth. If you're not winning now, after nine years of economic growth, after we got bailed out and we didn't want to pay the piper, well then you fucking suck. And I want to stay on this for a minute. If you think you're an entrepreneur and you've got a business and you've been doing it for more than two years and you're not successful, during a fake, propped up, bailed out economy after nine years of growth, you're not good. Now, maybe what you're trying to build is not good and you are good and you just missed it this time. But I need everybody to take a real reality step backwards because listen, I'm here for one agenda, I'm selfish. (laughs) (laughs) I am, I'm selfish in the fact that, Caleb, where are you at? No, Caleb, you filming? Donna can't find you. Andy, where's Caleb? How the fuck did you get up there? I'm selfish. For Caleb, who's filming today's vlog, and for Andy, I'm here to be historically correct. I'm here to be historically correct. So when I stand up here and say, if you're not successful in your business and you've been doing it for two years on nine years of economic growth that have been propped up by fucking a bailout, that you suck, I'm not saying that because I think I'm fancy up here. I don't, like, that doesn't, that doesn't mean no good. That's not interesting. I'm saying it because you have to be self-aware. Happiness comes from self-awareness. The number 19 at Facebook made a lot more than every other number one of every startup, period. There's a lot of people right now that want to put entrepreneurship and owning their own thing on a pedestal because it's cool now, just like Harvard used to be cool 20 years ago. And just like I didn't fall for that, plenty of people here, I don't want to fall for the entrepreneurship thing. How many people here are entrepreneurs? So raise them high, I wanna see it one more time. (laughs) You got that, you got that down. So for everybody raising their hand, one more time, I apologize. I just want you to look around. Let me promise you one thing that all the people with their hand up know, this shit is lonely. 
How many people work somewhere? Raise your hands. It's cool. Love it. Let me tell you the best part about working somewhere. You get to blame somebody else. What sucks about entrepreneurship, one more time, hands, entrepreneurs, everything wrong with your business right now is your fucking fault. How many people here have more than five employees? Raise your hand. Every employee you blame, you fucking hired them, dick. Every single thing wrong with your business is your fucking fault. That's what sucks about entrepreneurship. The other thing that sucks is when the economy does correct properly and 90, let me say it one more time, hands up, 90% of these people go out of business, that fucking hurts when you have to go get a job and everybody makes jokes about you changing your profile. So the glamour that we're putting on entrepreneurship right now in a world where more than ever people are scared to have L's on their resume scares me because that leads to depression. That leads to a fucked up place. I come here, DC, with one agenda in mind, which is I really want to make sure that people leave here knowing who they are. Do you understand yourself? Do you actually have a situation where you judge yourself within yourself or do you allow other people's opinions to dictate your life? There is nothing, nothing more difficult than navigating your life based on somebody else's opinion. And if you really reverse engineer so many of your actions, you will be devastated by how much is being done based on somebody else's opinions. The great gift of my life has been the evolution of my process of not going there by going away from it and how many people here are parents of kids under 15? Raise your hands. Let me just go on this high horse for 30 seconds. All, all, the far majority, all's too absolute. The far majority of my happiness today as a man is predicated on all the adversity and losses I had in the first 18 years of my life. If there's nothing that scares me more in our society today, it's eighth place trophies. I don't like kids crying any more than you, but eighth place trophies and fake environments and all this adversity that we're trying to strip out of kids, every fucking person in this room was bullied in school. We all took our L's. We all had a weird year or two. All of us. Some weirder than others. Not you, Andy. But we need to start putting losses and adversity on a pedestal, not hiding it. As somebody who's really over-indexing on Instagram and Snapchat, just back to parents here, real quick, just real talk, something I've never said publicly, if you and your spouse are going through a rough patch and you're fighting and it's not on point and your kids are seeing it and then you go to Disneyland and take a photo with the family and make it seem like everything is fucking awesome, you're setting up your kids for some terrible shit. Keep that in mind. 
And you can use that example for all the under 30s that may not have a family. Fronting, posturing, or my favorite that all of you bought into, fake it until you make it, look the fucking part. Let me tell you for all the homies that live life looking the part, for all you fuck faces wearing fake watches (laughs) and a suit that you can't afford because somebody fucking told you that you have to look the part to win, let me tell you who you're fooling with your look the part, other fucking losers. The quickest way for me to know somebody goes in the L column for life is when they're faking it until they make it. It is absolute horseshit out there right now because of the way communication, listen, I'm all about this. This is the fucking game. If you do not put your mobile device and the platforms that are on it on a pedestal, you are actually irrelevant in society. You don't like it? Cool, I don't give a fuck. It's still the truth. Especially for this audience, if you're in business, if you're making business decisions based on you being angry at technology because kids don't look each other in the eye anymore, if you're running your business based on your ideology of how humans should be interacting with each other, you will lose. I love when people walk into, like my favorite is when you judge, when you walk into a restaurant and you see a couple sitting there and they're both on the phone and you like hit your partner and you're like, oh that's so terrible, right? Like they're not even talking, you think that's so terrible. I think it's phenomenal. I'm being dead serious, I think it's phenomenal. Let me tell you why, especially for the over 30 year old crowd because they're gonna remember the world this way. Back in the day, kids, when people didn't have fucking phones, I saw that same couple 15 years ago. Let me tell you what they did. They sat at dinner across from each other and they didn't say a fucking word to each other. Now at least they could be doing what they actually want to be doing. (laughs) My friends, technology hasn't changed us. Technology hasn't changed us. Technology is exposing us. Everybody wants, you guys really love to blame the Russians. The Russians didn't go in the poll booth and fucking pull the lever. You did, dick. (laughs) Let me tell you how Facebook ads really run. They put shit in front of you that you're gonna respond to. We're getting exposed. We're not changed. There's no overlord robot. Zucks is not controlling your fucking mind. We just don't like being accountable to anything. Accountability, my friends, you put accountability on a pedestal, your life will change. Do you know how liberating it is when you realize everything's your fault? It gets real fucking good out here. When you actually realize everything's your fault, it gets really good out here. Because when you think your boss's boss controls your shit, when you think somebody down the street in a building controls your shit, then you get real sad because you feel helpless. When you realize you control your shit, things fucking go. And so now, let me switch into what you can do about it now that we've established that mindset thing. If you do not understand that Facebook ads, Facebook ads, so whoever was in line saying he's good at Facebook, you're fucking right. (laughs) If you do not understand that Facebook ads 
Running ads, not posting organically on your page and getting a couple of likes. Running advertising, spending 10, 30, 80, $900 on a post to a specific group of people, which is why you made the video or picture in the first place that has an agenda behind it around your ambitions to be the mayor of your town, sell some fucking sneakers, or whatever the fuck you want to do with your life. Right this minute, fucking August 22nd, August 22nd, 2018, right this minute, right this minute, right this minute, August 22nd, 2018, Facebook advertising and Instagram story advertising is the most underpriced real estate grab of human attention in America ever, period. How many people here have run Facebook ads and something good has happened for their business? Raise your hands. How many people here have run Facebook ads and something bad has, it just didn't work? Raise your hands. Own it, don't be a dick. Facebook and Instagram ads are no different than a basketball. The ROI of a basketball for me is negative. I've had two meniscus tears and they cost me some money. The ROI of a basketball for LeBron, a billion. Facebook ads work. If you're sitting in this crowd and you're like, Facebook doesn't work. Facebook ads work. You just might not know how to play it. And if you don't go home from this conference and sit down and Google and YouTube and read and watch videos for 10 hours to learn it cold, do you know how many people here have opinions on Facebook ads yet they've never run one? If you do not go home and learn how to run a Facebook ad and then do it, like within 24 hours, if you do not leave this talk and run a Facebook ad for your business service or ambition, well then what are we doing here? You can't read about doing push-ups. You've gotta do push-ups. If you are not producing content for Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, these platforms, if you do not produce written words, pictures, or audio or video for the seven to 12 websites, the apps that dominate the attention of America, you have no shot of succeeding to the level that you want because either you are massively limiting your upside or, and this is the funny part, how many people feel like they're, how many people are having their best business year ever? Raise your hand. Raise it high. First of all, let's clap it up for them. One more time. Best year so far. On, one more time, hold it up. I, I really want to see the people. My friends, on some serious shit, you're the people that I'm most worried about. No, I mean it. I'm being dead serious with you. Here's what's happening. It happened in 2001 to 2004. Something came along. It was called Google. People didn't know exactly how powerful it really was. A product call, came out called Google AdWords. At first, Google just had results. Then these little ads started showing up. At first, they cost five cents a click. I, as a young kid, when, I, when they were doing my bio, which by the way, who wrote my bio? My mom must have written that bio, that was fucking ridiculous. It's <laughs> going on forever, I mean like, and he sneezes on Thursdays. Um, <laughs> Andy, can we please fucking fix that? It was way too long of a bio. Uh, 
<laughs> Sorry. I was like, just couldn't wait to get out of here. I was like, shut up. Um, what's completely fascinating to me about this is Google came along and when they did my bio, they said, and he built his dad's business from a three to $60 million business and some people clapped, one guy made a loud noise and I'm literally back there and I'm like, loser. And the reason I said loser, and I said it, and I say it every time, because that will always be in my bio, that's my origin story, because that should have been three to 250 million. And it should have been three to 250 million because I had figured out the moment in time, and it was called Google AdWords. I was buying every wine term you can imagine for five and 10 cents a click, and they were all working. But I was too young, and I didn't fully understand what was happening, and I spent money on direct mail, and radio, and print, and television, and other internet shit, and winespectator.com, and a magnitude of other things. How many people play poker? When you have the nuts, you have them. And you're supposed to go all in. And I didn't, and I had them. And then I went my whole career, did well, did my thing, but I never had them. And I have them now. And I'm trying to give them to you. It's called Facebook ads and Instagram story ads. They're the fucking nuts. Let me tell you exactly what's gonna happen from this second on. 98.9% of you are gonna get super fucking fired up by my keynote. And then next Thursday is gonna happen. And some shit's gonna happen. You're gonna lose a client or something bad's gonna happen, da da da. And all the good vibes and energy are gonna go away and you're gonna go back to defense and passive and not offense. 98.9% of you are literally not going to take the action that I'm asking you to do, which is figure out how to convert your message to your ambition, whether you're a landscaper, selling a t-shirt, whatever the fuck, dentist, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) The reason I say that is I don't give a shit if you sell concrete wholesale, this shit is gonna work for you but you don't believe me. I'm serious, I know, I fucking do this, it's fucking Groundhog's Day for me. I spit this shit selfishly, you know why? In seven years, I'm gonna run this fucking video and you're gonna see it and be like, fuck, I was there. (laughs) And you're gonna, and the video's gonna be like, I fucking told you so. And it's gonna be a Wall Street Journal article that in the year 2015 to 19 was the golden era of Facebook because it only cost five to six dollar CPMs and two dollar, three dollar CPMs on Instagram and now they're 50 and 80 dollar CPMs. I know it because I've seen this movie before. You know what's fucking awesome about being 42 and not 24? Context. I have context, I fucking lived it. I seen it, I watched it, I lived it. Do you know why you know who Prince, Madonna, Michael Jackson are besides their talent? They fucking hacked MTV when it owned the attention. You know who else fucking hacked MTV? Fucking P. Diddy. You know why P. Diddy fucking won? He used to get out of his ass in his office and run to TRL when Carson was on and just go on set uninvited because he knew every fucking teenager in America was watching and he was stealing attention. The attention is one place. You don't like it? Cool, sorry. Your grandparents didn't like Elvis either. (laughs) And people in here judged Miley Cyrus eight years ago for what she did at the VMAs, which now eight years later is like a lame Instagram post. 
Culture moves, things move. We're sitting in a weird time. Ask me, ask me why I wasn't making a lot of content in 2011, 12, 13, 14. Not, uh, thank you, okay, <laughs> yes. I didn't mean ask me, dicks, calm down. The reason I wasn't making content was there wasn't anything this ridiculous. It was business as usual. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, they were maturing. There wasn't anything special. It wasn't outrageous. It wasn't a great buy. You weren't buying Malibu beachfront property. You weren't buying Manhattan. You weren't buying great property. It was properly priced. It wasn't underpriced. Every single person here, regardless of her or his ambition, has one agenda, to get the potential person that they wanna talk to's attention, and then they have to talk and execute for their action. We have not seen a more remarkable, underpriced opportunity of people's attention than we have right now, specifically on Facebook ads, Instagram stories, YouTube pre-roll, and podcast advertising. If you spend the next, my friends, you can read every quote I put on Instagram, you can watch Tony's documentary on Netflix 947 fucking times, you can fucking go on a retreat to an island, meditate, fucking hire me to personally consult and sit by your, by the way, your fucking outfit's fresh, and sit by you, (laughs) sit by your fresh outfit for 24 hours a day, And nothing I say for the next month will be better than the advice I'm giving you right now, which is figure out how you communicate. You don't need to be like me. Not everybody is ridiculously charismatic and good-looking on video. (laughs) You might dominate writing. You might be embarrassed because of lighting or makeup or just you're just insecure visually. Fine, I'm not even judging. I don't give a shit. Audio that shit. Write, draw pictures, I don't give a shit. Go on a fucking mountain and do smoke signals. Figure out how to communicate on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, these platforms, podcasts. How many people here consume my content? Raise your hand. Thank you. I know you know this, I say it all the time. Don't listen to what I'm saying, watch what I'm doing. Why am I putting out content everywhere? Always, at a scale that has never been seen before. Because I know it's a moment in time. I promise you, if you find somebody who bought a beachfront home in Malibu when it was first coming up, if you asked her what she thought about that whole situation, the first things out of her mouth was, I wish I bought a second home. Because that 300,000 became 40 million. There are moments when things are underpriced. There are moments when things are underpriced. The number one asset in the world is other people's attention. Their attention is in play. It lives here. Here are seven or eight platforms named YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Got it? You need to figure out how to be in there. Let me give you another analogy because analogies work. The internet is basically the highway. The information superhighway was a perfect analogy back in the day. It is the highway to our lives. Facebook and Apple and Google, they were so good as companies, they figured out how to be the toll booth on those highways. Every person in here's job is to become the best toll booth collector 
inside that toll booth. There is no shortcut. There's no fucking hashtag that you're gonna find that's gonna fucking explode you. Hashtag it is right. What actually works is the same shit that works in everything in life. Running an actual marathon. Life is long. Yes, I know you might get hit by a bus. Good news, if you get hit by a bus, you're not gonna give a fuck about anything. Please start playing Life is Long. Do you know how many people emailed me and said, Gary, I need your help, I'm desperate. I bought a ton of fucking Bitcoin at $15,000 a coin. Everybody told me it was gonna be 100,000. I maxed all my credit cards, this, that, the other thing. And I reply, I'm like, why? Why'd you do that? And the answer is, it's what always happens. There's always gold rush. People don't wanna put in the work. And I get that. Like, they have this imaginary thing of like how good it's gonna be. <laughs> DeRozan, the basketball player for the Spurs who just got traded from the Raptors had a quote the other day, I wish everybody was rich so they realized how much happiness or not it brings. And there's a lot of truth to that. There's, everybody's in a rush because they don't realize that loving the process is the game, not the shit that the process gives you. I, I will make you the most guaranteed promise ever. If you, what you're doing for a living right now is a means to the money, you fucking lost. You lost. It's too hard to get to the big money. You have to love it. It's too hard because if you don't love real estate but you're doing it because you think that's where the money is, the guy or gal that loves real estate is gonna beat your fucking ass. It's just the way it is. And what's interesting to me is this is all happening when the internet has finally hit mass, mass scale. It blows me away that you could go literally buy apples, apples, wholesale, and relist them and make money. I know, dude, I want it. I'm using this funny shit for a reason. I don't think people realize, Here's what scares the shit out of me. It's never been easier to make $100,000 a year in America if you do the following. Spend 50 hours. I'm asking you to spend 50 hours. How many, tell the truth. How many people here would be happy to make $100,000 a year? Raise your hand. I want to see the hands. Raise them higher because this matters to me. Can you stand? This matters to me. Please stand. Please, this matters. Don't fucking be scared because I know people are fucking, oh shit, it should be a million. This is huge for me. I'm really happy that people are being honest because a lot of people like to front, like no, billion or bust. <laughs> Stay up. Listen to me. This is more than 70% of this room right now based on my eye test, maybe 65. That would be thrilled to make 100. I know how hard it is to make 100. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something that's gonna blow your fucking face off. And I, and I say this because I'm selfish because I do think one of you that is standing is gonna listen to me and do this. And then you're gonna email me in 24 months. If you just spend 50 to 100 hours educating yourself on something you like or know, books, sneakers, pants, electronics, something, stuff. We're gonna talk about selling right now. 
and you study eBay and what the price it goes for on eBay in buy it nows and auctions, buy it there and then send it to Amazon and list on Amazon, if you spend 12 hours a day after spending 100 to 200 hours educating yourself on a genre, calculators, blouses, purses, fucking, I don't know, that cup, tooth fucking paste. If you spend 100 to 200 hours understanding the arbitrage that this sneaker sells for 450 on eBay, but 580 on Amazon, and you figure out how to buy it at enough scale in Asia or Europe, or you're buying wholesale in Sydney, Australia, shipping to Amazon, if you get educated on what's called retail arbitrage, you can sit at home, spend 10 hours a day working it, like day trading, and I genuinely believe 50%, which is absurd, 50% of the people standing will hit their 100,000. To me, that's crazy. It's so practical. It takes some work, like I told you, but yet people, you can sit now, thank you. It's practical. It's practical. 70% of this audience wants to make a hundo. I, I genuinely know that if you have the humility to eat shit for three years, downsize. You know how many people I wish sold their home right now and went and rented because that's their crutch or that fucking BMW that you have no reason fucking having but the only reason you have it is because you want to front in front of people you don't even like? If you have the humility and the work ethic, and the reason I want you to do it around something you like is searching calculators for 12 hours a day, if it's just for the money, gets tedious and you'll break unless you love calculators. Searching puzzles, because you fucking love puzzles, for 15 hours a day isn't tedious. I'm telling you right now, literally, I believe in this so much that yesterday, I know some of you follow me on social media, yesterday I spent seven hours figuring out that I think Charles Barkley 1986-87 Fleer rookie cards are grossly underpriced in a 17-year window. And I'm gonna invest heavy. So if you got any Barkley rookies graded nine and above, I'm interested. That took me three hours and I'm fucking happy and set. That's how much I believe in the dirt. My friends, if you want a hundo, it's either become the foremost expert in snorks. How many people know what a snork is? Fucking Smurfs in the sea. Every day, I just want everybody to understand, every single day, I get DM'd by 15 people who are under 16 years old, who have the humility to stay in line at sneaker stores and build their Instagram, and are making $10,000 a month in profit flipping Yeezys and Off-Whites and Jordans. This is America in 2018. There is nothing but money out there. The problem is most people aren't self-aware to know who they are instead of what they wish they were, and most people didn't find something that they're willing to do for 18 hours a day because they're looking for the money, they're not looking for what they love. Retail arbitrage or building a media company, a podcast, a YouTube show, an Instagram account around a long tail niche 
for the next 24 to 36 months, patience, diligence, less Stranger Things marathons, more studying Amazon, less fucking Fortnite, more studying eBay. Listen, you could be ninja if you want, but, and by the way, it just comes down to the level of happiness, but I know one thing, when 70% stands up for a hundo, and I've never seen an era that's easier to get to a hundo, easy, 15 hours a day, 200 hours up front, but when you fucking audit the last 60 days of your life and think about all the fucking leisure that you put in and how that got to 200 hours real quick and you're not totally pumped and you want it so bad, I'm fucking giving you, I'm giving you the fucking fishing pole right now. Rewatch this shit. I'm giving you the fishing pole. The problem is, most of you don't want to walk down to the lake and fucking fish. Apples, vegan, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, sneakers. Everybody's talking about billion dollar AI this, machine learning that, cryptocurrency this, and 70% of the fuckers in here want to make a hundo. I know you can do that by literally picking up old VCRs on Craigslist and flipping them on eBay, but are you disciplined and humble and hungry enough to get there? That, my friends, comes when you tune out everybody but yourself. When you're not worried if your friends are judging you for buying cotton balls in China and flipping it on Amazon, you can get there. And I'm telling you right now, if any of your fucking auntie or grandmother or wife, if any of these fuck faces judge you, send them to me. I'll fucking set them straight. Virginia, I fucking love you. Let's go. Give a hand. What a podcast. Uh, super, super flattered and humbled for your attention, trying to completely dominate and rock the podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. Another thing we're rocking is on every Monday, we send out a ridiculous email at GaryVaynerchuk.com. Go to GaryVaynerchuk.com, sign up for the email list. Uh, Not only are we putting original content, but a big strategy for me in 2018 is to disproportionately surprise and delight the email newsletter, a la you know, I don't know, giving away 10 Porzingis signed jerseys randomly for the first 10 people that read the email that day or fly people in here or blah, 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 or VIP. If you're in Utah on the 13th, here's the front row of my speech. Not only am I crushing the content weekly on my email newsletter and I'm not, and I'm not, and I mean this, abusing it. We've been, by the way, I want to abuse it. I want to email every day, right hooks, but I've been jabbing the fuck out of my email newsletter. If you're not part of it, you're fucking up. You're smart enough to be on the podcast, but if you're not on the email, you're not complete. Check it, GaryVaynerchuk.com.